Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to a new episode of the Phoenix MMA Podcast. Special pandemic, corona, COVID-19 virus edition. So uh, this one, hopefully everybody enjoys this podcast. Uh, Gives you something to, uh, you know, something else to do while you're in your quarantine. And uh, hopefully I can make this one of some benefit. And uh, this is the kind of the guidelines. I'm just going to give the guidelines that I'm trying to follow during this quarantine what my objectives are. So, um, I have plenty of times in my life wasted time and procrastinated or, you know, use whether it's spring breaks or vacation time or stuff kind of wasted it. And uh, I'm trying to learn with age and become more wise and, and not copy the mistakes that I've had in the past. So, uh, this is my goal, uh, for, uh, for this pandemic and, uh, hopefully you like it. Uh, but yeah, the title, how to use a pandemic to recreate yourself or how, you know, how to use this pandemic as uh, an asset instead of a liability. So a way to uh, tips on how to appreciate during this time as opposed to depreciating uh, because this is unique. A lot of people are out of work and they can't work for at least two weeks, uh, maybe longer. Um, yeah, a lot of people are out of work and uh, they're forced. So also you have the social distancing. So uh, we have this official stay at home order. Um, so less than gatherings of less than 10 people and uh basically stay at home just go to the grocery store all that good stuff um yeah so uh first uh the you know the gym the gym will be that's ends april 6 tentatively so the gym will be phoenix mma will be open april 6 will be open that monday for classes and uh, i know everybody will be excited to get out of the house and get back training and then we'll be right back on uh normal schedule um but uh, like always with MMA gyms in general, you always want to make sure that you quarantine yourself, even if you have the common cold. So something as simple as the common cold, you don't want to come train. Anytime you have a fever, if you have a rash, staff, ringworm, anything like that, don't cover up uh, your staph infection or ringworm with a bandage and then come train. Once you sweat, your sweat's then going to go through your bandage and you're going to infect other people with it. So whenever you have a cold... Um, <clears throat> cold or you know something you know it could be as simple as a cold uh ringworm staph infection anything like that um you always want to quarantine yourself um so the same thing even when this two weeks is up if you have any type of symptoms uh quarantine yourself until you're healthy um so that you don't give it to all your training partners um don't spread the virus more but also uh you're actually going to tax your immune system if you're fighting something off or you are sick and you're uh and you're going to training so training is great um exercise is great for building up your immune system actually so uh uh, some of it's with uh, exposure to heat, uh, uh, strenuous activity. So you're going to strengthen your immune system. If you overtrain, you'll actually weaken your immune system. Um, but while you're while you're uh, while, while you're fighting something off, or you are actually sick, when you go there, your body needs to basically use all of its resources. You want to uh, increase the fluids you take. You want to rest more. And you want to, um, and you want to, uh, yeah, m- basically take all your resources that you can uh, to uh, allow your body to fight off. You like let your white blood cells do their job, and uh, don't make them have to repair muscle tissue and stuff like that. Uh, this is too hard of a job. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so this podcast is going to be how to recreate or how to use a pandemic to recreate yourself. So how to get rid of a bunch of bad habits. The unique thing is, um, you know, you might take a vacation, but when people take vacations, they're going leisure time. You're going out of town, out of country, whatever. You're going to have fun. You're going out um, to events. Uh, you know, you're going to bars. You're doing a bunch of stuff. So it's it's a time off. You're hitting a reset, like a relaxation. 
this because you're forced to um, not be able to work, so it's kind of vacation, but also not social activity. You're getting two different things. So you're kind of getting like a forced uh, meditative retreat from work, but also from social activities. Believe it or not, some people actually like to go on uh, like isolation trips uh, for months at a time where they're not allowed to speak. Um, so people actually like to do it. Um, as a therapeutic uh, exercise or practice or meditative practice. Um, when I went to Brazil, both times I went to Brazil, I kind of had a similar thing. Now, um, I was in a fair bit of isolation while I was in Brazil. Um, I lived, the people I lived with lots of times, I was alone. There was just plenty of times in the day I was alone. I didn't have a car. Um, I didn't have a key to the house. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a computer. Um, so I was alone a lot. And also I didn't speak the language very well. Um, so there was a lot of time where I was isolated. And um, there, I'm not going to lie, there, boredom is a factor. But uh, from the isolation, you learn how to fill the boredom with good, good clean things that uh, make you feel better and stuff. And um, but, uh, but yeah, when I got back to the United States, then then uh you know video games tv uh radio i had a car and stuff like that but um but you can use this to your advantage i, I got a ton of technical growth um when i was in brazil partially because of the isolation because i couldn't just talk to people um i didn't have a computer to use i didn't have a cell phone i didn't have a car um i was relying on people to go everywhere and i basically just basically just went from the house to the gym like every single day that's just all i did i didn't i didn't have a job when i was in brazil either um, so it's just wake up, eat, go to the gym, go home, eat, read, go back to the gym, uh, go back home, eat, read some more. Uh, don't, didn't have TV, didn't have any like cable or anything. It was like, read some more, um, think about things, think about the world and everything, and then go to sleep and then repeat, do it again. Um, so it's a very simplistic, um, kind of like monk like life uh, when I was in Brazil there were still fun activities like doing the really excitement really was tournaments so that was like oh sweet I'm getting out of the house I'm going to do something do a tournament uh and uh but you know there's not a lot of going out there was a couple occasions for stuff for going out so like that but not a lot um yeah let's see um yeah the you know the precautions the the big one I you know I, I see on social media right now like everybody's going crazy about the uh the the precautions or they're they're what's happening when I say be going crazy basically we're reiterating the same message over and over and over um now you know there are definitely people or there were they're not anymore but there were people a couple weeks ago that were still going to bars and partying and drinking the spring break or stuff like that um but it's natural also when people are in stressful situations and they're panicked or they have pain uh something done to them uh a coping mechanism mechanism is to lash out and um lash out and aggressively uh discipline other people um it's actually you get a big rush of dopamine actually when you uh, uh when you enact revenge on somebody it gives you a big rush of dopamine um so yeah we're kind of uh repeating the same things over and over so i'm not going to blast you with it but yeah follow all the um all the guidelines by the cdc and um the the mayor and the governor's guidelines on social distancing and then i'll give like additional tips uh that that i don't really see the news uh stations talking about a lot um there's a cdc cdc representative that went on the joe rogan podcast that brought a couple up that are that are important factors to understand um with the virus that i don't see them talking about a lot because um you know it's not they're not popular opinions they're really common sense but they're not popular opinions and uh people don't actually want uh accurate information they want things that will agree with their um with their opinions 
Um, sometimes, you know, you need to hear the truth. It, it stinks. But especially when your health, when your health is there. So, um, you know, all the, I think one of the biggest things is if you have someone that's close to you uh, that's elderly, uh, immune compromised, or house health conditions, um, would be um, quarantining yourself or keeping yourself away from that person. Um, so like I hear a lot of talk about like, you know, don't go to, don't go out, do the normal stuff. Yes, that's a given, but also don't go, you know, one of the biggest things would be don't visit grandmother or, you know, father if they're elderly or mother, um, you know, what, don't go visit them. And, you know, it's nice that you want to help them out and visit and check stuff, but this could be the worst time to do that. Um, yeah, that would be, that'd be one. Or if you have a good friend that has immune issues, you know, just, just FaceTime over the phone. Um, you know, you could, thing is like people get stuck, uh, hung up on, um, guidelines because guidelines are simple. They're easy to understand. They're easy to repeat, but you have to be able to actually understand guidelines. Like what the, the less than 10 people, um, you know, Fauci in one of his interviews said that, um, like he said, the ten, 10 people is just a guideline. He's like, what? A, it's not an exact science. This is a guesstimate that we're trying to give people reasonable guidelines to follow. But he's like, what I can tell you is that being around uh, being around two people is worse than being around one person. So it's just a numbers game. It's just a simplified numbers game. Um, so, you know, like say if somebody, uh, a good friend of yours is immune compromised or has um, asthma or uh, recovering from cancer or uh, obese or high blood pressure or cigarette smoker, it's probably be a good time to not visit them. Even if it's just you and them or you and three other people, even though you're under the 10, the 10, uh, the number 10, the mat, it's not a magic number 10. You want to actually look at the data and the information of who has the highest mortality rates and, uh, and th those people at risk so that you can protect them because you can be asymptomatic and not, not or not be showing symptoms. So it's one of the frustrating things I see a lot of people saying, social distance, social distance, social distance, and then they're still smoking cigarettes or they're drinking. Um, it's like, please, please read. Um, you know, it's, it's frustrating. So read or listen to a good interview or podcast, um, something, but so, uh, so yeah, we'll go over a couple of those things. I'll give you like my, my preps that I'm doing. Um, I'm not like a super crazy prepper, but I'm at least doomsday prepper to the level of, I think you should have enough water, food, ammunition, um, generators, lighters, um, candles, gasoline, all these things for at least a month supply. Um, and this, this does seem like a, uh, it's like a warm up to a doomsday scenario. And the, the scary thing that like, that it kind of lets you know is that, uh, the government government is, uh, is not going to save you. Um, you know, so, uh, it, your self responsibility, your response, it's your responsibility to be able to take care of yourself and your family. Um, government agencies, friends, family, um, you know, first responders, they're going to do as much as they can, but everybody has a, a, a responsibility to themselves and their family to, um, to be as healthy as possible, to be as prepped as, uh, prepared as possible for when these things happen. So you also make yourself not a burden onto the first responders in the support system, medical staff, et cetera. Um, when you have at least basic food, water, all these things, uh, already supplied, um, yeah, so helps out, but uh, but yeah, this is um, you know, uh, there's way scarier scenarios that could happen, and uh, and that than this, there are much heavier uh, things that could happen, and um, just imagine how uh, how scary those would be, um, and and a lot of people assume that the government 
um, or assume that whether it's government or somebody, they assume that someone else will um, feed them or protect them. Um, but uh, but yeah, you have to really um, extreme ownership the Jocko will like like you have to take your as much you have to have as much influence on your world and reality as you can. You can't control everything. Um, but this is a good wake up call for this. So you the good news is that you do have a lot of influence over a lot of your reality. There's a lot of things that you don't, but uh, but a lot of them that you do. So you just you want to mitigate and control the things that you control and help the things you can't and the things that you uh, can't, you know, no reason to stress out and not stop over them. Um, but do the things that you can. So um, just quick, we'll go over these preps or whatever that, that are the basic things that I'm following, little guidelines, see if it helps you out. And uh, nothing too complicated, nothing too hard, but they're good practices. And, um, and yeah, this will, this will help you with your training too. So combat sports, this is all going to relate back to combat sports. Um, so this will help you out with your training, with your career, with your life, your overall health. And, um, and it'll be good habits to, to get in place that will help you. Um, that will help you with your sport, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, Muay Thai, boxing, MMA, um, whatever you're doing. So, um, quick ones. All right. So, um, first thing is vitamins. Uh, like I, I take probably, you know, maybe depending on the day between five and 10 different supplements. Uh, some of them are for performance like beta alanine. Uh, others are just for overall health. Um, you know, so I won't go into everything, but just the, the basic stuff for you that can help you out. Uh, vitamins, uh, vitamin C. I usually take about four to six thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day. Um, if you start doing that, just know that when you first start doing it, it will give you some gas and some some stomach issues. So you might not want to do. I'm, I'm again, I'm not telling you to do this or anything. I'm just letting you know what I do, what works for me. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving medical advice. These are just what uh, the things that I do. You always want to consult your physician before you practice any of these things because hey, everybody, you know, somebody could have an allergic reaction to vitamin C. So with that disclaimer, these are the things that I do. I do about four to six thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day. Um, uh, vitamin D. So vitamin D is really important. It's actually, I think it's classified. It should be more classified as a hormone as opposed to a vitamin. But I do um, between uh, three and six thousand IU's of vitamin D a day. Um, both of those are going to help with your immune system. Um, and you know, vitamin C is really dirt cheap. Um, vitamin D is actually not expensive either. Uh, you can also get some really good multivitamins. Uh, my the multivitamin I use right now is called Anavite. The reason why I use Anavite is it has boron and it has beta alanine in it. So I use those as it's a sports performance multivitamin. Um, and then. Uh, uh, but if you were looking for a sports performance, one I would suggest beta or sorry, uh, Anavite. If you're looking for an immune support and overall really healthy one, and say if you're an older athlete, uh, Orange Triad is one of my favorite uh, multivitamins as well. Both of these are going to be about you know they're not going to be a one a day that you get at Walmart or something like that where they're you know twelve dollars or ten dollars for a thirty day supply. They're more on like the twenty five dollar a month, twenty eight dollars a month supply. The Orange Triad actually is pretty good because it's a forty five day supply, so. It's a month and a half, but yeah, they're going to be ranging more about twenty-eight to thirty dollars. Really, if you think about that, that's a dollar a day. Um, and, you know, if you're spending any money on alcohol or potato chips or something like that, um, you know, your bag of chips is going to cost two dollars, two fifty, three dollars, whatever, um, and it's going to hurt your health. As opposed to that multivitamin helping your health. Um, the the Anavite I like for sports performance because the beta alanine and the boron. Um, it's a real you know if you just take one of like a cheap multivitamin and you compare it, it's insane the difference like the just look at the ingredients um, now you could look through each ingredient what you actually want but they have both of them have really good formulas 
and uh, and you're just getting you're just getting nothing. You get what you pay for when it comes to uh, multivitamins for sure. Um, and it's uh, I have people that say, oh, I can't. You know, it's six it's six pills. It's six one gram pills. So I've heard people say call them horse pills. Um, but yeah, it's six of them a day. It's three twice a day. Um, you know, I used to believe it or not, I used to not be able to swallow even a single pill. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a big, really bad gag reflex. I was really scared of swallowing stuff and choking. So I used to uh, break up caplets, uh, like capsules, and I'd pour the powder. I'd take a straw and I'd put it down my throat and I'd pour the, because it was so nasty tasting, I would pour the, put the straw down my throat and then I would pour the capsule down the straw to my throat. So I understand like not wanting to swallow pills. Um, I had to just practice just like a skill to learn how to swallow pills one at a time. Now I can honestly swallow um, between three and six of those one gram pills a day or in a single time. So every once in a while I can hit five or six of them all at once. Um, but yeah, at least three. Uh, but it's two different servings of three. Orange triads the same way. The yeah, so one of the reason why I like uh, so uh, quick. Sorry about that interruption. Um, so the reason why I like orange triad as a multivitamin. If you're an older athlete, is uh, orange triad is a very good multivitamin, just like Anavite. Doesn't have the boron or beta alanine in it, but instead what it has is a good joint formula, glucosamine chondroitin, um, and then it also has, uh, which might be something that you like right now. It also has an immune support, um, like echinacea, things like that. It has a, a lot of different things in it, but also so it's a multivitamin, an immune support. Uh, formula in it and also uh, a joint formula and the the joint supplements themselves can actually be pricey so um, it's actually you'll save money if you get a good multivitamin combined with that joint formula as opposed to um, like the joint the joint supplements can actually be uh, decently expensive and in my experience you actually using glucosamine and chondroitin it actually does help um, the times that I've had a knee get cranked or shoulder elbow or actually a solid pain, um, it does give me some relief. Um, it's not a it's not a drug. It's not a steroid injection, so it's not going to be an immediate relief like that. But um, but every bit does help. I've actually uh, uh, speaking to a student. You know, it's probably a couple weeks ago now, and we were talking about massage, we're talking about foam rolling and stuff. And uh, you know, they were asking about the the trigger point machines uh, or the, the 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 massage machines. I have one of those, and they were asking. And I was like. You know, they're asking how much they help think it helps with recovery. I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to really tell. I do, I do think it makes me um, feel, you know, feel better when I get my train, uh, when I use it after training, especially really sore days where I'm really, really uh, worked out and I'm really sore and run down. But the thing is, I'm sore all the time so much. Like, it might help my recovery 2%. Um, and I think they took it the wrong way, actually. When they said two, when I said 2%, they were like, oh, 2%, that's not, you know, that's nothing. And I was like, and I was like, no, that's, that's not the way I mean it. 2% is actually great. Um, so what you're trying to do is with all these things, you're trying to, uh, much like if you've ever played an MMO, like end game, you're trying to get a half percent here. You're trying to get 1.2% here, half percent there, 0.7% here, 2%. 2% is actually great. So if you get 2% recovery from um, a Tim Tam or something like that, or you get a 2% recovery from a massage therapist or whatever those things, those are all good. You're trying to add to it. You're kind of trying to get 3% uh, increased recovery from your diet or 5%, you know, if you got a garbage diet you might increase your recovery by 10 percent, then two percent from the trigger machine you know and then foam rolling give you another one percent then it's like from you compared to it's really annoying to me that people will shoot down ideas that because they, they're not amazing and there's not a magic bullet but the problem is there are no ma amazing magic bullets like they don't exist so like uh, people will shoot things down that that requires work from them because they don't do want to do the work and they say well that's not that good it doesn't do anything 
it could be anything that they that they actually have to do and they'll shoot it down because it's an excuse for them to not actually have to do the work or put the work forward um for the therapy or the massage or whatever type thing it is um but they they do that as a coping mechanism to protect their ego so that they don't actually you know it's not them not doing things or neglecting what they need to do is that the the treatments or the the practices are not actually effective um that is an annoying thing to me because again you can compared to the normal person if you have a 12 percent increased recovery rate over them uh that's over over a six-month period that's huge but over a five-year period that's gigantic it's insane um over an entire lifetime this is a difference between uh quality of life over someone's entire lifetime so um you know all everything i'm a fan of everything that that is effective, um, even if it's a 1% increase, 2% increase, um, because those things are cumulative and they're cumulative day by day, month by month, year by year. It's a basic compound interest. But again, understanding compound interest and basic things like that are not actually difficult. It's the ego wants to protect the person from, you know, they'd rather spend time arguing with people on Facebook instead of formal for 15 minutes. Um, they just don't want to admit that that's what it is. Uh, so the ego will protect itself and say, ah, oh, that's a waste of time. Um, so anyway, uh, they won't research like, uh, SMR, self myofascial release. I don't even know what the term is. They just say, ah, I'm not going to do it. It's like, all right, well, it's funny. All the really successful people, Olympic gold medalists, medalists and world championship champions do everything, uh, rolfing, chiropractic, massage, dry needling, um, foam rolling, uh, massages, uh, float tanks. They do everything to get any percentage point that they can. And then they're great. And then people say, I wonder why they're so great. Wow. That's amazing. It should just be like, it's a gift or something. It's not a gift. They're doing so much work. You can't even imagine. Um, and actually the, a lot of the things that they're doing, you might be shooting down saying that they're not effective. And it's pretty funny when Olympic gold medalist is, uh, doing it. Um, but an amateur athlete with very little experience says that something's garbage. So Anyway, um, so don't multivitamin. Next one, uh, humidifier. So we have a couple of humidifiers running in our house right now. The reason for the humidifiers, um, if you want to look up humidifiers with viruses, um, the general, the quick little overview is uh, viruses, some viruses at least, the flu virus in particular. Um, it seems from research that the viruses, flu viruses, not do very well um, in humid uh, environments. It thrives in... Um, thrives in dry environments. So if you want to look up those studies, uh, one of them was with guinea pigs and they just simply put the flu virus into, uh, into the environment and with a dry, uh, dry air. And then the other was with humid, um, the humidity, uh, the virus, it was hard for the flu virus to live. Um, and, uh, yeah, the flu virus, it was difficult for it to live. And the, uh, in the human environment and the dry environment, it just spread like wildfire. So a test to let you know whether uh, negativity bias has uh, taken over you. If I said that and your first thought that came to your mind was we're worried about the coronavirus, not the flu virus, warning, warning, you might be infected with negativity bias where you're looking for negativity in anybody's statement or trying to find a reason to not get a humidifier. Um, the reason why I say that is, yeah, of course, we're focused on the coronavirus, but there's a lot of unknowns about the coronavirus. One of the unknowns particularly is that maybe humidity could increase its reproduction. Maybe, maybe. Um, that is a variable that's there. And also humidity might lower uh, its reproduction or its its ability to thrive. We don't know that either. Um, but the studies do show that the flu virus uh, has a hard time with humidity. So instead of using the negativity bias and be like, oh, there's no reason to get a humidifier, you know, you can do whatever you want. Um, but right now, one of the issues we have is that we have the common cold, we have the flu virus, we have, uh, um, it's also, um, 
allergy season, and then we also have the um, uh, coronavirus, so uh, COVID-19. So we have all these. So um, if having the humidifiers just makes it so that the uh, flu virus doesn't live as easily in your house, that's still good. Knock one of those off so that uh, you don't just get the flu. And then, you know, if you get the flu right now, you're really going to be worried that you have the coronavirus. Um, and then you're going to go to the hospital to get treated and you're going to use possibly medical supplies or um, medical personnel um, that needs to be used for other things. And then also you might even, because people with the coronavirus are going to medical facilities, there's a chance that you pick it up because hospitals are known to have germs. So you go in there to get checked because you got the flu. Um, I think you actually maybe can have the flu and coronavirus at the same time um, or back to back. So who knows, you could go there and then end up getting coronavirus coronavirus because you had the flu so anyway you my fire we have two of them running our house right now at all times uh to make sure the dry air so it's not uh, too dry in the house um next one uh eight hours of sleep and a one hour nap each day so you got plenty of free time so at least eight hours of sleep at night and then taking a one hour nap so uh that one hour nap don't worry you know I love naps. I love naps so much, but what you're doing real basic is keep yourself rested, give your immune system as much uh, a chance to fight things off as it possibly can. And uh, eight hours of sleep is just healthy as it is. The one hour nap, we're just working in extra recovery time for your immune system in case you do have to fight something off or actively are fighting something off. Um, and also you got plenty of time in the day. Naps feel awesome. So, um, yeah, you got more time than usual. Um, uh, next one, hydration. You want to stay hydrated. So a lot of people walk around dehydrated. They don't know it. Um, it's really hard for anything to work in your body without being hydrated. You, you know, you can't build muscle without being hydrated. Uh, immune system also is going to be hurt if you're dehydrated. So stay hydrated. Uh, next one, healthy diet, no processed foods. So trying to uh, limit the sweets and cookies as much as possible. Not going crazy with it or anything, but just um, I'll tell you right now how I messed up. I messed up. Um, I the reason why I'm doing this podcast and when I do this is because I already I already messed up at the beginning of this Friday and Saturday, Saturday in particular ordered Domino's pizza, ate pizza and ate a cookie for breakfast and pizza is terrible. It just felt like garbage. And I was like, this is not how I'm going to deal uh, with this quarantine. There is no way I'm, I'm not taking three steps backwards during this quarantine. And, um, and I, I eat pretty healthy most of the time. Uh, I sneak some sweets in and stuff, but basically my diet's 95% healthy, 5% uh, putting a cookie in or something like that. But, uh, you know, waking up, you know, sleeping in on one day, Saturday, sleeping in, eating a cookie and then eating pizza is terrible, terrible. I felt like I was sick just at the end of the day by eating that. Um, and it's amazing people eat like that all the time, every day. Um, you know, it's going to really jack you up. But, um, so yeah, one day of it was like, no, not going to do this at all. And, uh, ideally I want my body to look better after this pandemic than it does, uh, going into it. But uh, yeah, processed foods, your body just doesn't do very well with it. You'll know if you eat a clean diet and you eat processed foods, you will know. It feels like you put poison in your body. Um, you know, it's, uh, one of the theories behind why people store more body fat is actually to protect against uh, the, the toxins, actually, that, the, that, the, that body fat itself actually acts as a protective organ or mechanism. You know, it's just a theory, but... Um, all right, so we got those. those. That's the basic stuff that I'm doing today. It had just little basic things like vitamins, humidifiers, stuff like that. So take it, use it if you want. If you don't, 
fine. You can do whatever you want. Um, so, all right, here we get, we get into it. So the pandemic is here. Um, yeah, let's make the best of it. Okay. So I'm not trying to lighten in any way. If you have a family member that is sick, just so you know, I'm not trying to make light of this at all, but, um, uh, I grew up extremely, uh, poor, um, lived uh i've lived under the boxing ring uh when we were children you know we were on food stamps for school um went to bed hungry plenty of times um plenty of winters didn't have heat um yeah stuff that i never want to go through again and never want my family to go through um but it's definitely an important thing and one of the things i learned um through it is to survive really hard times you have to have a positive mindset and a positive attitude um, also this is translates to, to, um, to, ev- to everything, like, uh, I say everything, but it happened. It translates to competition and combat sports. Um, if you go in with a negative out attitude there, it is very hard for you to succeed. Um, if you're just so much better than your opponent, technically you're so much better and so much more prepared. You can go in with a negative outset and, and win, but if they're equally prepared, um, your mindset's really important. So to survive through difficult situations, a positive mindset's really important. So just so you know, this podcast, if anybody has a family member that's sick or has passed away, I'm not trying to make light of it. Um, it's just really important to have a positive mindset when you're going through really harsh times um, because it's gonna, it can be the difference between giving up um, or surviving. And lots of times, uh, just the fact that you don't give up will actually make you survive um, in a lot of scenarios. One of my favorite uh, quotes is, uh, luck will often save a man if his courage holds. Um, but there's there's a lot of scenarios where uh, human beings, uh, way worse than this coronavirus, um, that uh that had to endure and survive so keep it a positive mindset um so yeah and and positive mindset with this quarantine hopefully uh we can lower the chance of transmission and uh and get through it in a good way um so uh yeah so you can you can play this quarantine and this pandemic uh kind of basically two different ways um you can appreciate it during this time or you can do depreciate during this time there is no status quo doesn't exist you either appreciate over time or you depreciate over time mentally physically spiritually psychologically family wise professional professionally uh mentally all these things and uh and they take effort and work on these and it takes uh uh, focused effort uh, to not depreciate things, um, but luckily you have a lot of free time now. So let's uh, let's put go over the things we're going to work on. Um, yeah, you can uh, you can come out of this situation. You can come out of this more organized, rested, healthier, and have a kickstart on some habits um, that you usually don't have time to work on. So you can use this as kind of a this isolation quarantine time as a springboard into uh, setting yourself up for success in the next months and years to come. Um, or uh, you can take this time to depreciate. Uh, you can eat bad food, sleep in. Uh, that's going to throw off your sleep cycle, your circadian rhythm. Uh, play video games, watch TV, uh, drink alcohol, smoke weed. Um, Smoke cigarettes. The, oh, sorry. This is something that was on the CDC. Uh, the the guy from the CDC on Joe Rogan's podcast. He brought up. So the big risk factors uh, for big risk factors. So there's uh, uh, immune issues, being elderly. Other risk factors that he mentioned were um, smoking. So smoking, big risk factor. Um, he also brought up alcohol, drinking alcohol, big risk factor. Um, heart disease, obesity. So all of these things that are, these are things we actually can affect. Like you can affect whether you smoke cigarettes or not. You can affect whether you smoke weed or not. You can affect whether you drink or not. Um, 
uh, with obesity, same thing. Diet, you can control that. These are all difficult things to control, um, but also your diet and obesity also lead to heart disease. Um, there are things that people can't control, um, some immune responses and, um, and um, being elderly, obviously, but the ones that you want to control. So I haven't, I haven't seen that very often on the news. Uh, one of my students at the gym did tell me they saw on a news story that said, you know, if you're a smoker, this is a good time to stop, to quit, or at least take a break for this time. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's the thing. One of the big risk factors is for smokers. Um, uh, yeah, smokers and drinkers, obesity, um, heart disease, all these things, these are actually things we can manage. Uh, so I, I wish that would be a new story would be actually right now, if you're a smoker or cigarette smoker, it's really important for you to stop smoking. It's one of the biggest risk factors for the COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, but, uh, they don't want to do that because, uh, that will make people mad. People get really angry. Um, really, really angry, really defensive, uh, when you, um, bring up their smoking or attack their cigarettes. Um, I've had a pretty close friend actually when my fiance was pregnant and, uh, and I requested, please don't smoke around her. And they're really cool and stuff, but they got pretty defensive, pretty angry about it. Cigarettes are just, they're just, they're, they are like demons. They're terrible. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you can appreciate and just, uh, sleep in, mess up your circadian rhythm. You can play video games and watch TV all the time and then be bored out of your mind and go crazy and just sit on social media or go on news sites and give yourself anxiety and stress constantly. So you got to bounce around, um, and yeah, have a terrible time during this two weeks. Um, uh, yeah, but let's not pick that one. Let's not, let's not go that way. Okay. Um, the challenge of this quarantine is now you're your own boss. And that's that sounds simple to people, but no, you really are. You're your own boss. You don't you don't have a job right now. If if you're quarantined at home, if you're not working, so you don't have a boss. Uh, you don't telling you what to do, when to show up to work, when to go home. Um, you don't have you know product projects that are to be managed by certain dates. Um, all these things. The problem you have is actually too much freedom and too much time on your hands right now, which sounds awesome to everybody. But if any, if you remember your freshman year in college, uh, people call it like the freshman fifteen or whatever. Like everybody gaining weight, uh, sleeping in, partying all the time. It's when you don't have any direction or structure in your life. Um, you need to implement it. If not, you're you're in for uh, a rude awakening pretty quick. So. Um, and this is not, I'm not saying this is an easy thing to do. It's actually a difficult thing. This is one of the major challenges of, uh, of entrepreneurs. Um, that's one of the big challenges is because you have to direct yourself constantly. You have to direct yourself every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year. You have to have goals, goals, goals. Um, it is actually nice to have leadership and, um, like uh, company leadership and direction, it gets annoying to be told what to do and have direction and stuff. But um, but when you are your own uh, leader, you're your own boss. It is actually more difficult than people think. It's not as easy as uh, as you would think because it's all on you. Um, you can direct. So right now, yeah, if you're mad at your boss or anything, it's like right now is a great opportunity to be a better boss. Be your be your own boss and and set yourself up. But if you're a bad boss to yourself right now during the next two weeks, you know maybe have some empathy for that boss uh maybe they're not doing such a terrible job maybe they are um 
Uh, yes. Uh, it's also, this is also a challenge I've had, I've heard from a lot of my students that are ex-military, um, when they get out of, uh, the military, that the military is so goal-oriented, um, and directive-based that when you get out of the military, civilian life has less, uh, goals and directives, um, and that you have to choose your own goals and directives. And it's like, yes, exactly. You, you, there are tons of goals and directives, but you have to implement them yourself. So you have to be able to, uh, steer your ship. You have have to uh, take ownership of your life, um, and this two-week uh, uh, quarantine is going to be a good exercise in that. Um, yeah, you have to drive yourself now. Um, a lot of people uh, people follow schedule just because their boss forces them to, or their employer forces them to, or you know whatever whatever schedules obligations they have. Um, but we kind of get on these tracks. That's one of the, the risk of it is that people will get on these tracks that are not good for them. They're bad tracks, and they will stay on them for years and years and years. Five, ten years later, they look back and they, they say, "Oh no, how did I waste five or ten years? I can't believe I didn't do a pattern interrupt." Well, right now is a two-week pattern interrupt for yourself. So, um, great time to uh, again use this as an exercise as a pattern interrupt. But you are going to have to take charge of it. It's not going to just happen if you sleep in and if you don't do these tips. It is not going to happen. Your default setting is not going to be to organization, discipline, focus, writing down uh, goals and scheduling things. It is not the default setting. It is not. Um, your default setting is going to be that you want to sleep in and relax um, and depreciate. So again, just so you know, I'm not saying that you can't have any free time at all, any fun time playing video games or watching movies or TV or anything like that. It's a balance of both. You need to have leisure time and you still need to be constructive. Um, but not being constructive is, is going to, it's, it's depressing. It's very depressing. Um, and people express depression in different ways. Some people will actually get depressive and they'll be, um, destructive to themselves and then other people are uh they push that out and then they attack people you'll see it on youtube comments or youtube videos or social media so some people deal with depression in different ways some people are aggressive with it some people are self-destructive or self-aggressive with it um yeah so yeah you have to direct yourself um Schedule is really important uh, for humans. Like it's it's really important to have a schedule. It's really important uh, for anxiety, and it's it's really important for uh, having growth. Um, it's really important for your neurochemistry so that you won't be depressed. Um, so that you're getting proper dopamine and serotonin daily. Um, so that you're getting proper rest and your your circadian rhythm is staying in your sleep cycles, um, all your hormones, everything. Uh, schedule is important for humans. Um, you need you want to have a balance obviously between routine and schedule but also uh experimentation with uh things that you're doing these are hobbies and uh, stretching yourself in your career field and things like that um but uh but yes yeah, schedule is important uh just know that if you're if you deal with anxiety a lot or depression a lot like you want to start scheduling your life more if you're overwhelmed all the time you want to uh, you want to get a planner and you want to start scheduling um a planner will change your life if you start using a daily planner scheduling out your days uh it will change your life uh no joke um uh the 
so we're going to go over the tips and stuff of the planner and stuff, but uh, it's really one of the best tips I could give you is pull out a planner, start writing down your schedule. You make your schedule the day before, and you make a schedule that you would want to have. You schedule out a day that you would like to have that if you have that day, it would be productive, it would be fun, it would be a good day. Then the next day you wake up, you look at that planner, and you have that day. Then at the end of the day, you're happy with your day that you, you had. Some things you accomplished, some things you won't accomplish. It's okay. Just push them to the next day. And then by the end of the week, you'll achieve 15 action items that you would have not achieved if you just kind of uh, floated with the breeze. And that's social events too. That's that's not just work things. That's that's important family things too. And those yeah, 15 action items um, that you will neglect if you don't write down on paper. Um, so it's hard to juggle everything. Life is complex. Um, yeah. So this is this is uh, this subject that you'll get. That everybody's about to get this during this quarantine time. They're going to get a practice in the. The little Frederick Nietzsche, when he spoke about ow, about uh, the death of God, the proclamation of the death of God, um, it wasn't like he was cheering about it or anything, but he was saying it's one of the difficulties is uh, that religion for a lot of people was uh, was good direction for a lot of people, and the death of God he actually thought would would be a a downturn in society um, because humans now would have to create their own values and. Uh, and his argument, I think, was that it's hard for you to create. Your, how can you create your own values? You can't even get yourself out of bed on time, and uh, you know, follow a good diet. So he was just he was being harsh on that. That like basically discipline so hard, um, and uh, having a higher purpose helps guide people towards things, um, and keep themselves in routine or going towards good habits and good practices. Um, and it's also the phrase. Uh, you know, you've probably heard the phrase, it's it's harder to rule yourself than to rule an entire city. Um, but you everybody's about to get practice in this. Um, and yeah, gonna gotta learn pretty soon. So it's pretty difficult. Uh but again, lots of times you don't have to think about these things because you're just floating, you know, it's from um you're on this track of wake up, go to work after you know, after work, gotta pick up the kids or gotta do this or you gotta run this and we got this bill and oh no, I forgot to do this bill. And you're rushing, rushing, rushing. So you are gonna have some time you're gonna have a lot of time to think right now during this two weeks. Um, but you can also but like I said, a lot of people are not gonna think. They're gonna drown it out with T V show after T V show. Um or video game after video game or drinking or smoking or, you know, and that's gonna be terrible. You drink smoke play video games for two weeks you were gonna feel terrible um yeah so um so yeah tips i'll give for this um so we'll go back to the schedule first first tip make a schedule uh for the following day set up the type of day you would like to have has to be a mix of production uh being productive and fun so right now you're on vacation again i'm saying vacation you're not really on vacation you're just on you're on a staycation but it needs to be a mix of both production and fun. So I like to get all my productive stuff done earlier in the day, and then I like to have my fun leisurely times later in the day. So I can just get my productive stuff done after I've had my coffee, after my energy levels are nice and high, and um, you know I'm excited for the day, and I, I like to get all my work productive things done during that time of the day, the beginning of the day, beginning to mid part of the day. And I like the last 25, 30% of my day to be my leisure time, um, fun time. So that's the relaxation, TV, uh, movie, um, just going for a walk, um, you know, watching TV, just, just like decompressing things, just family time, relaxing. But the first 60, 75% of the day, 
I like to to get all my action items done. That's it. Like get get all that stuff done. Um, you're gonna get uh, every one of those things that you check off your list. You're gonna get a bump of dopamine. And then your relaxation, whether it's you know video games or TV or whatever it is, you're going to get your serotonin. Then at the end of the day, when you look at your schedule, um, you're going to also get more serotonin uh, because you accomplished all those things. And the things that you couldn't get done with the day, you bump them to the following day. And then when you wake up the following day, you get another boom, big charge because you got a mission. You get a big bump of dopamine. You got a mission and uh, directive for you to go for. And um, by the end of the week, again, you might get 15 uh, things done that you wouldn't have got done otherwise in the week um, just because you kept the schedule and then at the end of the week your your whole life is just so much better it's, it's so much better organized put together um, you don't have all these nagging things that are uh, creeping up on you and stuff because you didn't because you couldn't keep up with them because you're trying to juggle them in your mind um, yeah and then when you look at your week and you think about your week you're you're going to be less stressed because you're you're cleaning things up more and more and you're getting good things done at the same time and you're still getting to enjoy life you're just not waking up and starting with the leisure time first because it's, it's hard to go into leisure time first then go into work mode productive mode because they're different they're different rpms they're different speeds um so uh yeah so number two exercise daily for 45 minutes to an hour yeah 45 minutes to an hour right um whatever you can do uh if you don't have um if you don't get the exercise buzz daily um you're going to turn to drugs alcohol video games tv okay so your your body's going to want some feel good stuff coming from something um and if you don't if you don't get it from exercise your body's here you're you're going to be more likely to turn to alcohol um seeing a lot of people like that's they're just drinking every single day they're just getting trashed every day um yeah so 45 minutes to an hour um my goal also is i want to be in better shape i want my cardio to be better i want to be strong i want to feel better after this uh quarantine than i do uh going into it uh so um yeah anything you do kettlebells um dumbbells they're great workouts at home um you know uh some store like walmart might still have some kettlebells or dumbbells they might if they don't you could do bands too but even if it's just um i put kettlebells in a wheelbarrow last night and just walked my wheelbarrow up up and down my street with a kettlebells and wheelbarrow um it's a good workout you can also you know if you live around wooded areas you can chop down trees um you can do hill sprints you can just go run for an hour run 45 minutes um yeah, they're um, they're like all they. It's gonna give you um, like uh, again, I'm saying that natural buzz, um, and all the things that you're. If you don't do this, 45 minutes to an hour a day, um, if you don't get that good feeling from your body, um, if you get a good workout in, uh, you're less likely to eat really really bad foods. You'll keep kind of the momentum going, um, but like the the drugs, alcohol, video games, TV. They're all going to make you feel worse about yourself um, when you get done with it, and then it's going to be a vicious cycle because to make yourself feel better about being worse about yourself, you're going to go back to that, whether it's drinking and watching another TV show, that you know, and then you're going to feel bad again. It's just a vicious cycle that keeps you on there. Um, it keeps you stuck, and uh, uh, but you're never going to feel um, worse about yourself after an hour exercise. So whether it's hill sprints, you know, if you got weights at home, awesome kettlebells, whatever it is. Um, anything going for a run five miles ten miles you're never going to feel worse about yourself after an hour exercise um, you're going to feel better about yourself there's so many uh, benefits that go through your brain and your body um, and then you can actually eat some more food so if you want to have pizza that night or you know whatever you want to have some ice cream you can 
you can have that easier because you got that hour workout in. You get the benefit of both. Um, number three, take care of things that uh, have been nagging at you. Uh, organize. Uh, clean your car and clean your house. Organize your house. This is like a super spring cleaning. Things that you know that you need to do. Uh, self, set yourself up for success when this is all over. Um, uh, it gives you something to do. And uh, and you eliminate things that are nagging you that wear on you mentally but you never have time to work on. So all this, all the spring cleaning that you've needed to do, the organizing your car, like there should be no reason after this, after this quarantine that your car isn't clean inside and out. Your garage isn't clean. Um, you know, your attic isn't clean. Your, all your laundry is not done. All your dishes aren't done. Your entire house is clean. Your, everything's organized. Your work, you're prepped. All your uniforms for work are ready. Uh, your, your desk, all these projects that you always want to do, all the light bulbs in your house, your, your grass mode, all the, there's so many things that we don't have time to do because you're living normal life and there's so only so much time in each day. Um, this is your time to get rid of all those annoying things, put them on a list, check them off. And the nice thing is when this quarantine's over and you go back to work and go back to normal life, you can uh, be more productive at work and enjoy your life more because all the really annoying stuff that you've needed to do, uh, like painting some panel or something on the inside of your wall or, you know, whatever, these little annoying things that you have to do uh, around the house or with your life or your car or whatever, um, you know, your car, like just organize your car, like have it clean. Uh, it'll clear up your head and make you feel better. Um, but there's no reason, like uh, there's no reason not to do it. And it's uh going to help you out. Number four, get creative. Um, if you like to be creative. So, um, like I'm doing this podcast cause I like to create things. Um, but, uh, get creative, study, uh, do art. If you like to draw, if you like to paint, um, uh, read, read a lot. I'd really suggest reading it would be awesome right now. Uh, when I was younger, I used to read way more. It's because I didn't have television. I didn't have internet. And, and I know that's one of the reasons cause now that I have television and internet is more difficult. Um, to read, uh, you know, just on my phone, having my phone, it's much more difficult to read. Um, but right now it would be a great time to read, um, read. I like to read books that give me skills. Um, but you know, if fiction is your thing, it's your thing. Um, painting, uh, drawing, whatever your thing is. Um, these are all clean mental stimulants. So if you're bored and you use a, uh, dirty mental stimulant, uh, a drug, video game, alcohol, um, you get a hangover and it won't, uh, it, it won't, the more you do it, the more it won't make you feel better. Um, if you're reading a really interesting book, uh, it's going to expand your mind. It's going to exercise your brain and, um, maybe, maybe teach you some new skills. And, uh, when you're done with that book, you'll be better for it as opposed to a video game. When you're done with a video game, you know, probably not better for it. Um, but yeah, the, the the get creative, number four, the get creative is really use your mind, use your brain. So you want to use your body with the physical exercise, but use your mind. Um, you know, say if you're a jujitsu guy, this would be uh, study film. So study the world championships, study. You got, there's so many instructionals. People have asked me to put some instructionals up. The only reason I'm really not putting instructionals up right now is because there's so many great instructionals up. Like people are doing it everywhere. Uh, 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 BJJ Fanatics, they put out a free instructional. It is, that's awesome. BJJ Fanatics and Wrestling Fanatics, they put out a free instructional. That's the only reason I'm not putting it up there is because there's so much free 
great instructionals right now. If anything, there's too much stuff that's on the market. There's too much information to uh to go with. But there's so much stuff right now. And then also like just like use this time to actually study. Um, if you have your uh playbook, use this time to fill in your playbook, fill out things for your uh jujitsu playbook. Um, yeah, but feed your mind, feed your brain, feed your brain. Uh, number five, eat a clean diet. Um, yeah, my, my personal goal is for this pandemic when it's over for my body to look and feel better than it, uh, than it did going into it. Um, obviously part of that is I don't want to get sick and I don't want to, um, contract the virus or a flu or anything like that. So, so I'm doing the measures as well, extra sleep, vitamins, in my humidifier, all, uh, social distancing, all that good stuff, exercise. Oh, I'm trying to put as many sides, like stack the card, uh, the deck on in your favor uh, as much as you can. Um, but yeah, the goal is to uh, to feel better at the end of this uh, physically. Um, so yeah, eating a clean diet, not eating garbage. Uh, that's just a given all the time. Uh, not eating garbage, not drinking alcohol. Number six. Um, yeah, this is a... Uh, this is basically a forced two weeks to clean up your life, house, car, diet, mind, relationship. Um, you can use this time. This is definitely going to be a good time to spend quality time with your family because uh, you got so much of it. Um, but uh, but doing those important those things as well are going to keep you from fighting with your family as much. Um, you'll be in a better state of mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely a self-direction time uh, to see. And we're, I'm really interested to, interested to see um, because this is uh, this this really like circumstances show you um, how people act because when you have complete freedom um, seven yeah uh, habits so use this to springboard your habits um, it takes anywhere from 18 to 254 days to create a new habit uh, it's a wide range right um, but yeah it might be it's not as clean as a 30 day to build a habit 60 day to build a habit if you want to look that up it's uh, the I can't remember the study. Uh, if you if you just Google how long does it take to build a habit, um, makes more sense though that it could be anywhere from uh, a month, you know, around eighteen to two hundred fifty four days, uh, nearly a year. So if you've ever done something for a month and you didn't have the habit yet, um, but it just the the research and the data uh, is a little bit different. It can be up to a year to to build a habit. You've probably experienced that though with training or diet or exercise. Um, yeah, it takes anywhere from 18 to 254 days to create a new habit. Uh, this quarantine is gonna give you 14, um, 14 days um, without all the normal social and work obligations and distractions by simplifying your life. So use this as a 14 day springboard or a little starter starter set to get you going on all, on all the really good habits that you have wanted to do that you but you haven't had had time to do and what you want to do so that you can keep these habits is you want to create systems so the systems would be a routine of what you for breakfast how you schedule your lunch your exercise all these things you want to create systems um so that they just become an automatic uh part of your life and habits so they do have to be something that you can actually keep going um with you um but yeah systems implement systems are important uh number eight last one the choice is yours so this ultimately comes down to you um you get to choose if you get um, sick. The choice is not. If you get sick, number one priority is go to the hospital, get treated, do everything that you need to do um, if you get sick. But if you do not get sick during this quarantine and you uh, are just home, uh, you know, drinking, 
smoking video or smoking, um, playing video games, watching TV, on social media, arguing with people, on YouTube, arguing with people for two weeks. Um, you know, you really wasted two years or sorry, two weeks that could be setting you up for the rest of your year to be uh, a good time. Um, so the choice is really yours. Okay, people have a lot of freedom right now. Um, it seems like the government is trying to put together a stimulus package, a package, a financial stimulus package to to help with finances as well. Hopefully that goes through and gets passed. Um, but yeah, this is really this is uh, going to be an interesting little experiment in uh, free will and uh, freedom of choice and uh, also some isolation and quarantine. So it's going to be an interesting little uh, thing. People are going to have to direct their lives more than normal and uh, schedule their life more than normal. Um, but yeah, ultimately the choice is yours, and that's the, the cool thing about free will and a uh, cool thing about our country and our society is you get to decide what you want to do. Um, yeah, so this is also going to directly, uh, last part, you know, on this, uh, this is going to directly... Uh, translate combat sports training um, whether it's the bag or the mats um, during open mat time or open training on the bag um, you need to have a plan of what you want to drill so for me for jiu-jitsu open mat um, I go to the gym and I pick two things and those two things I want to get 50 reps on that's it two moves 50 reps um, I don't pick 10 different things that I do five reps on I pick two moves I do 50 reps on and then I'll get live training going. This is for an open mat, like not doing a class session, but open mat session. Um, that's what I'll do. Um, not 10 different things. So that would be like going to the gym and you do one set on, uh, you know, pec deck, one set, tricep extensions. Then you go on the treadmill for five minutes. Then you go do calf raises, one set of calf raises. Then you do one set of bicep curls. And you're like, okay, well, you know, I got a good workout. It's like, well, you didn't really get anything accomplished. You didn't get anything done. Um, so you want to narrow your focus. Um, but the, the main thing is... Um, you want to have like every week, every month, every year, every practice, um, have a goal or a direction for what you're doing. If not, you're just, you're just kind of floating around. doesn't mean that's the only thing you have to do. Um, like with your sparring and stuff like that, if your goal is to land your high crotch, your double leg when you're sparring. If you know, if an ankle pick's there, take the ankle pick, but you need some direction. Um, if not, you're just going to float around. So again, my recommendation, if it was, if I was doing bag work, I would work on like round by round, like my jab or my cross or my round kick. Or when I was sparring, I was trying to land a left hook to a low kick. Like left hook, low kick. That was my goal. I'd work everything else in as well, but I was trying to set up that left hook, low kick. That was my goal. Um, for jujitsu open mats, two moves, 50 reps apiece. And then when I spar, I have a goal as well. Am I trying to work on my guard today? Am I trying to work on my half guard today? Am I trying to work on, you know, very specific. But there needs to be a goal, um, and you, it needs to be uh, clearly articulated, and you need to think about it. Uh, for jujitsu open mats too, you wanna you wanna prep, like you wanna know what you're, you wanna review what you're gonna go over, because um, it's not a class. You wanna review what you're going over. You wanna clearly understand what you're going over. You wanna watch it over and over and over if you're studying something online. Um, yeah, and you want to have it prepped, so you want to know what you want to work on, and then the drilling time is when you when you work on it, and then as the drills, as you're drilling the reps, after you get a couple thousand reps, then then you'll understand more questions about it. But, um, but yeah, just kind of saying, what if this, what if that, you'll just kind of get paralysis by analysis, not get anything done. Same thing for Muay Thai or boxing. If you sit, stand in front of the bag saying, what if I thought if they slip my jab, what if that? It's like. You just need to throw a jab. You just need to drill your jab right now. And then when you're sparring, if you throw the jab and they, they slip, then, then you start working on the what ifs. Um, but most people could just kind of want to talk and they get stuck in the 
paralysis by analysis. It's it's natural. It's normal. It happens to a lot of people. Um, yeah. So in closing, uh, if you're stressed out about the gym, uh, don't don't stress out. Phoenix MMA uh, will be here. We're not going anywhere. Um, uh, it's probably going to be a slow time for the gym. It's going to well, obviously this two weeks, but um, it's going to take a little bit of time for this to uh, for everybody to recover. Um, uh, I'm sure the uh, the country is going to recover. Uh, the economy gem everything like that is going to recover um because this wasn't a structural thing like the the housing collapse this is a uh, a pandemic that that uh sideswiped us that um yeah that it was hard for anybody nobody's immune system could prepare for this um so uh the yeah the recovery um is not supposed to take as long so the good news that's the good news um so after this two weeks just so you know phoenix mma will be opening april 6th we'll have classes um unless the mayor or governor uh has like a new mandate or something like that we're going to follow the laws um so we won't be having class if they mandate um you know uh something like that but the plan right now is we are we are planning we're getting classes ready for april 6th so um we will yeah, we'll see you April 6th. Um, we have a lot of events coming up. Before this um, coronavirus popped up, we had a lot of tournaments coming up. We had a lot of fights coming up. We had title fights. We had people's debut fights. Um, and we had uh, international tournaments that were coming up, world championships, Boston Open, all this good stuff. Um, but that has all been postponed. So it doesn't mean that it's not happening. It's just being postponed. Um, so, yeah, I'll have all those details as soon as possible, and I will put them out as soon as possible uh, for everybody. So I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, these are my personal goals for this pandemic. Uh, I hope that uh, it helps you out if you listen to this. And um, I'm not saying can be completely Spartan with your life or anything. I'm saying use enough just enough discipline uh, to make your life feel better, and then uh, then also enjoy some leisure time. You get to you get to have fun in life too. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Phoenix MMA will be reopening April 6. We will see you then, and um, yeah, uh, everybody uh, enjoy your your quarantine. If um, my heart goes out if you have anybody that is infected or is sick uh, right ta- right now. If you need anything, reach out to us. Um, if uh, yeah, if you're in dire straits right now, um, reach out. If you need food or something like that, or you need some assistance or help, uh, we have a really cool community at Phoenix MMA. So a lot of people with the tornadoes a couple weeks ago, we had a lot of people that were volunteering to help a lot of services for food or places to stay and stuff like that. So if you need something, just reach out. And, uh, and we, we do have a pretty cool uh, support group and uh, support team at the gym. So uh, I just want to say thank you to all of our students. Uh, y'all are awesome. Thank you for coming, and uh, thank you for uh, making the gym a cool place to be in uh, and making it a cool culture where everybody's working hard and everybody's being cool. And, um, you know, overall, it's a, it's a good uh, it's a cool place to be. So, um, yeah, the Phoenix MMA is not going anywhere. We're going to be here after the pandemic. Uh, we're going to be better. And uh, 2020 is not over. It's just the beginning of the year. So uh, our goal is going to be turning this year into a, into a really good year after all this clears up. So I uh, hope that you enjoyed this episode. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy your quarantine. See you, see you.